It's that time. The sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Plenty to talk about in the sports world. Lots happened in the last 24 hours. Um, big news regarding basketball recruiting, UK. There's some Louisville basketball recruiting news that we'll get to. Uh, basketball season just a few days away, and it's it's starting to start feel like basketball. You're starting to see more basketball tweets, and recruiting's picking up a little bit, and the season's around. Players want to get their commitments in before their high school season starts so they don't have to focus on it uh, throughout the next few months, and um, it's, a, it's a very special time in Kentucky. It is still football season, though, and we're going to talk football. Kentucky's still just a win away from bowl eligibility. Louisville has a uh, a buy this upcoming weekend, but no easy easy games left on the schedule as they look to finish out their season. And big news with Louisville today, with Will Gard- Gardner being ruled out for the rest of the season uh, with an injury. I, I don't. I don't really know what to, you know, I don't know whether to say it's a huge blow for Louisville if it if it doesn't really matter because, you know, Reggie Bonifon was looking solid uh, at times. I don't know. But from a depth standpoint, it is without a doubt a crushing blow because if he were, if Reggie Bonifon were to get injured, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Louisville would do at quarterback, or what their options would be, or and, and what they, what would be the the. I don't know. I don't know if you, if you'd go with. You know, I know that Kyle Bolin would be a potential backup, but those guys are going to be so unproven at that point. You know, you, you just I guess the 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 long end of it, you just hope Reggie Bonifant can can stay healthy, not injured. He did throw uh, five passes against Boston College four completions for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Reggie Bonifant, or Will Gardner, 19 passes, 188 yards, no touchdowns before being injured. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. It's a knee injury, and he'll be out for the rest of the year. So that's the Notre Dame in, in Kentucky game. Uh, so it all falls on the freshman. Yates, what was your reaction when you heard this news? Well, I think it's definitely disappointing because I think Will probably gives you the best option as far as running the offense the way Petrino probably wants it run. Uh, granted, he has looked shaky at times this season, and Bonifant has had times where he's looked good, but I think Overall, if you have your choice, I think Gardner is probably who you would want running the offense. So, um, you know, I, I think, I guess it's good that it, you have this bye week coming up, so it gives you a little more time to get Bonifon more comfortable. And I mean, obviously, he's played a decent amount this year, so it's not like it's, you know, you're just throwing him in there without him having proven himself at all. But like I said, I think I think Gardner is probably who you really want, but. I think they'll probably be probably be okay. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That with this bye week for Louisville, if it, if something like this were to happen, one you you'd prefer it to happen later in the year. That's the case here. Two, uh, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want this to be the news this time next week, or you know just a few days before a huge huge game at Notre Dame in a hostile environment. Um, you do get that's a good point. You, you're going to get more time to prepare. And for him to be ready, be ready to run the offense. And here's, you know, one thing that some UK fans are kind of happy to to see Reggie Bonifon be the quarterback. Not, and I remind them that it's not like Will Gardner was significantly better, but we'll remind them when Reggie Bonifon was the quarterback earlier this season, and you know they put him in for the Virginia game for a little bit and played a lot versus Wake Forest. I guess that's when uh, Will Gardner was injured, played a lot against Syracuse. And he didn't have Devontae Parker for those games. And, and I think that's significant, not having their best option, their best receiver there. It's going to make the offense maybe a lot easier for him uh, without a doubt. So they'll, he'll have he'll have Devontae Parker the final two games of Louisville season, and we'll have to see. But again, the big question is if he were to get injured, that would, you know, give Kentucky a much better chance if if that were to happen before the UK game, uh, because Louisville, despite having thirty quarterbacks on their roster, not a ton of reliable options at that position. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how he's able to perform. I mean, even we talk about how he's going to have a bye week, and that's going to be good for him to learn and, and kind of get a better grasp of the offense, you would have preferred maybe just uh, him going against a scrub opponent and then, you know, his first game not necessarily being against Notre Dame. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see um, how that plays out. UK football, we'll get more news later in the day what's going on with the Cats. Uh, the big scuttlebutt yesterday in Clay B-116 had – tweeted about us, tweeted about this yesterday, J.D. Harmon. It's kind of made the rounds. Is that a big deal? Is that something a coach should do? Is that something that is acceptable for a head coach to call out a student athlete? Yates, what's your take? Is it fair game for them to publicly criticize their players by name? I mean... Yes, I mean, as long as it's not gratuitous, I guess. I don't know if that's the the word I really want to use. But, I mean, if it's if it's legitimate criticism and they're not being overly harsh, I don't necessarily have a major problem with it. I, I don't have a problem with it either. You know, it's not like J.D. Harmon is a walk-on. You know, he is a scholarship player. He's, you know, he's got a job to do. And if he's not doing it, it's probably a motivational tactic. You know, your coach calls you out in front of the media. What are you going to do about it? Now, I, I think if he were to continue to harp on it, consistently say it, then that would be unacceptable. I don't think you could do that every week while still playing him and it'd be okay. At some point, you just need to shut up about him, put him on the bench. But if you feel that little kick in the butt's what you need, then, I, then I'm all for it. 
Uh, he tweeted, J.D. Harmon tweeted yesterday that he accepts the challenge. So, you know, I, maybe Stoops and Harmon had a little personal conversation after the fact and said, listen, I need you to play better, and if, if me calling you out is going to be uh, that kick in the butt that you need, then so be it. But, uh, and again, like I mentioned yesterday, it's interesting that J.D. Harmon was mentioned several times to be a key component for Kentucky's special team unit and for him to play a significant role. And then for him to, you know, it shows that something wrong has happened. Something isn't right with him. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll see if, the, if that's what it needed. It, it kind of reminded me of this discussion of whether or not it's okay or not. Reminds me of the very colorful John Calipari on the sideline during the 2010, 2011, 2011, 2012, and even 2012, 2013. It's really been most of the years he's been at UK, but especially those three clumps of when he'd be very animated on the sidelines and have some uh, very colorful conversations with some of his players and um, mock them at times and um, called Terrence Jones a selfish m effer and people talked about whether or not that's okay. In my opinion, that's much worse than what Mark Stoops does. So point being, I'm okay with coaches calling out their players. I think you need that at times in sports. Now you, you need to remember that they are teenagers or in their early twenties and you know, it's national news. It's a national, it's, it's not like, you know, you're just calling them out to themselves. So you need to understand the implications but if you do it a few times every now and then and you think it's going to be better for your player then I'm all for that so that's again more news will come out with UK football uh, taking on Tennessee this weekend in Knoxville it's going to be a, a, a very tough game for Kentucky there's no doubt about that I haven't won in Knoxville in my lifetime uh, not a you know, not not your typical Tennessee teams, but really there hasn't been a typical Tennessee football team in some time. And I really, I really believe that. Uh, I, I, well, first, I believe that Kentucky football is moving in the right direction, and that Mark Stoops is doing a good job, and the recruiting is going to continue to to be top thirty, top twenty five. And eventually, Kentucky is going to be a competitive team in the SEC. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win SEC championships or you know make. BCS games or the college football playoffs, but I, I think they're moving the thing in the right direction. But there's, without a doubt, it's, it might be a decade, it might be two decades. UK football fans are going to look back at the SEC over the past five years, the SEC East specifically, and just wonder how could Kentucky not compete at all with how down the traditional powers have been. Tennessee's been awful. Florida hasn't been itself for the most part. They went to that Sugar Bowl, uh, with the exception of that. Just not great under Muschamp. Georgia's been okay, but beatable. South Carolina's been underwhelming for the most part. Haven't been to the SEC championship game. Missouri's really been, since they've been in the SEC, has been the class of the SEC East. And Vanderbilt was able to be competitive in the division. So I really do believe somewhere down the road, Kentucky football fans are going to look back and just 
wish that the SEC could be as bad as it was over this stretch, but that was when Kentucky was at their bottom too. So uh, moving in the right direction, uh, Tennessee's down right now. They're going to get better, uh, but they're probably still a little bit better than Kentucky right now. And, and that's why you're going to see Tennessee be a favorite. I, I don't know if I'm sure that line's out there now, but I have not seen it as of late. I would guess that Tennessee would probably be a 10-point favorite. And, and Worley is going to be out for the year, so they're going to go against Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs played great, and, you know, really pretty well against Alabama. Thought he played well against South Carolina. I think he's going to give UK problems. He's a quarterback that can run, almost prefers to run. Threw for two touchdowns at South Carolina. Rushed for three. 166 yards on the ground. I'm surprised that we haven't seen as much talk this week about UK and scrambling quarterbacks. You always hear about it, about how bad they are. Really, they're just bad against good quarterbacks, scrambling or pocket passers. But without a doubt, Joshua Dobbs is is your scrambling quarterback. And that being said, Hudson Mason was not a scrambling quarterback, and he looked like a Heisman candidate against Kentucky. Dobbs played against UK last year, threw for 199 yards, two touchdowns, rushed for 52 yards and a touchdown and a 27 to 14 win at Kentucky. So UK's faced him and he's going to cause a lot of problems for Kentucky, I think. And and it doesn't, it doesn't help that UK is coming off a, a game where they didn't stop Georgia on third down one time. Georgia scored every possession. So you wonder where confidence is. And you wonder what you're going to key in on, what you're going to focus on. But if I'm Kentucky, I, I would just – my main goal would be to try to stop the run just like it was against Georgia and, and Georgia was able to pass all over Kentucky. If that's the case, if that happens, if I'm Kentucky, then just don't give up the home run ball. Keep everything in front of you. And then in that situation, you make Tennessee chew up a lot of clock when they're running the offense and and that, you know, that's, this is a desperate situation scenario, but make Tennessee chew up clock, take long drives, and then just hope you can go point for point with them. But if you get yourself in a situation where they're scoring in four plays or scoring in five plays, like, like Georgia did a few times, then you're putting a lot more pressure on your offense an offense that has been, that was okay against Georgia, was good against Mississippi State, was terrible against Missouri, has not been good on the road. So you're going to have to ask your offense to do a lot more if it's going to be a shootout. And I don't think, I think it's pretty obvious UK's offense wouldn't be able to keep up in that situation. So obviously it's going to be a tough test, but you're, I mean, you just want to see a, maybe a little bit of fight out of this Kentucky team. Clebby116 says he doesn't appreciate Mark Stoops publicly criticizing J.D. Harmon. You do it behind closed doors. You're the coach. You take the blame for play on the field. 
and he wasn't he Clavy one sixteen's not happy about it. He says it can create a disconnection between players and coaches. Players are friends with one another, they're gonna have their back before the coach is back. And it can create a player versus coach mentality. In some situations, he's you're right, Clay. It can do that. But I, I, you know, we're talking about a, a player that predominantly plays on special teams. We're talking about a special teams player, which I guess you could make the case at that point it's not worth it. But Kentucky's special teams has been awful. It's been terrible. And the, the quote from Stoops was, I have a real hard time singling out guys, singling guys out. But when guys are not doing what we ask them to do consistently and people's jobs are on the line, that's not acceptable. And he said that the player flat out was J.D. Harmon. So you can make the case that it's just a special teams player. Forget about it. Let it go. You do what Clay B116 saying. You talk to him privately. But again, with, you, with how bad UK special teams has been, UK is not a good enough team to have to give up special team mistakes and be able to live from it, to be able to still be competitive. That Georgia game was over after you give up a touchdown, a punt return. And, you know, it, it just makes everything so much tougher when you're trying to upset a team. On the flip, uh, I I get what you're claim, saying, Clay B one sixteen, but I like it. Uh, you know, this is this is still Kentucky football. It's still been the laughing stock of the SEC. You can't let guys get comfortable just because there's been some progress. So you, if you call them out in a way that he did it, it wasn't belittling. I thought that he did it in a in a professional manner. As as much as a professional manner as it can be to call out a player, and then again, based on JD Harmon's tweet, it seems that he's okay with it. It's a it's a motivating tactic, and maybe the other players will go, "Hey, if we don't do our jobs, it could be us next." Now, I, I think the next part is if JD Harmon doesn't play well, if he makes another mistake, you bench him. You don't play him again. And that will be that. We'll have to see if that's if that's the case. Only two games to go. He's a sophomore. He's young. This could be good for him. And we're going to head to our first commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk UK basketball recruiting. We'll talk maybe a little bit more football later in the show. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. To the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. We're back here, 1450, the Sports Buzz. 
a gloomy, ugly day. Uh, but the weather's okay. It, it feels nice out, so I, I can deal with ugly and gloomy. Yates, thinking about seeing the thinking about seeing a movie tonight. Interstellar. Have you heard anything about it? Uh, most of the reviews I've read of it have been pretty positive. That's that's what I've heard. And what do you do for reviews? Who do you go to? Who do you? Where do you? Where do you? Do you go to a website? Do you just trust friends? What's your review process there? Uh, well, I don't, actually don't know anybody who's seen it. Typically, there's a, a website I go to that they do reviews of movies and TV shows and stuff. IGN.com. That's usually yeah. that's usually where I'll I'll check out reviews for movies and I've I've seen reviews of it other places um i can't really remember exactly where but, but yeah for the most part it, the, the reviews have been pretty positive is it fan reviews or critics or um yeah critics i mean people who write for websites not i don't okay. i don't know that i've seen any fan reviews of it i generally don't i don't really like critics views as much well i don't know it kind of depends what movie i'm seeing if I'm seeing a comedy, I don't like to see critics' reviews because generally they're they're being a little too tough on the movie because it's a comedy. Uh, some of the most funny movies I've ever seen have been gotten terrible reviews. Um, but also, you know, some good movies. I, I guess I tend to touch on critics and their reviews to see how they are. You know, exciting dramas or thrillers. Uh, but you also have to take into account fan views. Although I don't necessarily trust fan views on websites uh, or like a an app like Fandango. I don't really take time to read the fan reviews there because you know the dumbest guy in the world could be writing a review, and maybe it was the best movie, and he just didn't understand it. Maybe it was the worst movie, but it had a lot of fun pictures and colors and bright lights, so he enjoyed it. Point being, I tend to just have a group of friends that I trust with movie reviews, and this goes – it's a its a long-standing history where if a friend says a movie's good and I see it and I think it's good, then I make a mental note that, hey, he was right about that or she was right about that, and then I go, I go on. So I've got a group of maybe – four or five friends where if I'm going to go see a movie, I'll text them and see what they have thought about it. Um, now with Twitter and Twitter being popular, it's, I can do that with some guys that, you know, I follow that maybe I've never met where they suggest seeing a movie. And if it's good, I go and see it. Um, but everything I've heard about this movie is, is great. Must see. So I'm looking forward to seeing it and I'll let you all know. I can certainly be trusted with my movie judgment. 